Three particular prospects have been doing well in the prospect challenge for the New Jersey Devils, but do they deserve an NHL spot? We have a lot to discuss in this episode, so buckle up. It's the year of the young guns, everybody. You're Locked On Devils, your daily podcast on the New Jersey Devils. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, now, what is up, New Jersey? Welcome back to Locked On Devils Podcast here on the Locked On Network. I'm your host, college hockey play-by-play announcer and also Devils writer for the Hockey Riders, Trey Matthews. And it's currently 12.03 a.m. Eastern Time, September 23rd, 2021. Time is recording. And guys, the New Jersey Devils had their media day. They also released their training camp roster. So we are fast approaching the season. So uh, a little before midnight struck, we were 23 days away. So Bruce Driver's uh, number from the start of the new season uh, in which we take on the Chicago Blackhawks. So I am really looking forward to it. So if you haven't checked out the last couple episodes, they were Travis Zajac-centered. So uh, in the first episode, which I posted on Tuesday, I talked about Travis Zajac retiring. And then the very next day on Wednesday, I made a case as to why Travis Zajac should have his number 19 retired by the New Jersey Devils. And quite honestly, guys, some of you might feel as though he doesn't meet the criteria. I personally believe he does. And whether you agree with me or disagree with me, uh, I did make a few uh, excellent cases, if I do say so myself. And all of my uh, answers and you know research was courtesy of some Reddit users uh, from the New Jersey Devils fan base. So it goes to show you that I'm not the only one who believes that Travis Zajac should get his uh, jersey number retired. So just look at his games played and you know compare him to some other players who have had their jersey number retired. Uh, you know playing for a long time for a particular franchise while not winning a Stanley Cup. So uh, yeah, that that's what we've been talking about the last couple of days. But enough with the old. Let's talk about the new. So uh, I just just mentioned training camp for the New Jersey Devils. I just mentioned media day for the New Jersey Devils. So like I said, we're fast approaching the season and there's a lot to talk about because we need to see like who are going to be some of the surprises, what to look forward to. But I want to rewind a couple days back. So I want to go back to the prospect camp in which we saw a lot of the New Jersey Devils young guys really dominate that game. And they're putting up some uh, pretty good numbers. So and it's worth talking about. So we're going to be talking about like Alexander Holt, Dawson Mercer and Nolan Foote, because that line for the prospect camp was, you know, pretty, pretty good. Because uh, if you guys missed the game, they put up seven points in a four to three win against against the Boston Bruins. Albeit it's against, you know, other prospects, so nothing really to get, you know, like I, I guess go over the moon for, but still, seven points in one game, that's that's pretty excellent. So like I said, usually take these games with a grain of salt, but still it's interesting to just see how the future is looking for the New Jersey Devils and how they're stacking up against uh, you know, other teams' prospects, especially with a contending team like the Boston Bruins. So I really wanna, you know, think about something. Should Alexander Hulls, Dawson Mercer, and Nolan Foote all make the roster at the same time? So I saw this article on Pucks and Pitchforks, and it was an interesting question. And we all know that all three of those players are going to get their chance at one point or another this season to join the New Jersey Devils roster and play in a few games, trying to uh, make some sort of impact and see what could potentially happen. And honestly, I I think all three of them deservingly uh, should get a shot at the NHL level. We already saw... 
uh, Nolan Foote get a few NHL games last season, especially since the New Jersey Devils were going down with injuries, especially whether it was like a body injury or a COVID-related uh, procedure. Either way, Nolan Foote was able to make some sort of impact at the NHL level. I expect wholeheartedly that he's going to get more opportunities this season. And since he's already played in a few NHL games uh, last season, I think out of Dawson Mercer and also Alexander Holtz, I believe they're going to look to Nolan Foote first before looking at those other two players because Alexander Holtz and Dawson Mercer, um, they, they just need a little bit more time because uh, Alexander Holtz joined uh, the Binghamton Devils, now a defunct team, uh, pretty late last season. He was able to make some sort of impact, but still, he had to get adjusted to the rotation. He had to get adjusted to their overall system. So, you know, that's not on him. And then for Dawson Mercer, last season, he was playing in the QMGHL League, and he racked up 36 points and appeared in 23 games. So that's pretty impressive. So, uh, you know, I, I think all three of those players do deserve a chance. Now, the question is, like, how will they stack up against, um, you know, uh, the other players on the New Jersey Devils roster? Who's going to have their spot taken? Who might be a healthy scratch to make room for these types of players? So, uh, like I said, I saw this article on Pucks and Pitchforks saying, should we bring all three of them up at the same uh, time? Uh, to answer that question, I'm not entirely sure that's the best case scenario because for the New Jersey Devils, like I've mentioned in episodes prior more recently, we're kind of like a dark horse team. We're, we're a dark horse playoff team and we're just trying to take it to the next level. And I don't think we get to the next level when we're putting Alexander Holtz, Dawson Mercer, and Nolan Foote all in the same line because we got to mix and match it. So, so you know, uh, could we put them on the fourth line and just see what they can do? Sure. But at the same time, I just don't think that's a recipe for success. I don't think that's what Lindy Ruff is leaning towards. I mean, it, it's nice to see what they were doing in the prospect camp, but I just don't know if that's best case scenario. We'll talk more about that in a second. But first, you know, let's just look at, you know, the line combinations for the New Jersey Devils and they're all projected. So, uh, the top line is supposed to be Hughes, Quokin, and Sharon Govich. Then uh, the second line is going to be Nico Heizer, Thomas Tatar, and Jesper Brat. Then the third line, Pavel Zaka, Miles Wood, and Michael McLeod. And then you got your fourth line, which is wide open. So uh, the, I guess the guarantees in quotation marks will be Jesper Boquist and Andreas Janssen. And then that uh, other winger position will be, you know, a rotational piece kind of thing. Just saying who fits in best for that overall role. So, uh, yeah, I, our top six is pretty much a lock. And then uh, the energy line, which is Miles Wood, Pavel Zaka, Michael McLeod. Uh, personally, I think Michael McLeod will play the center position and then Pavel Zaka will move over to a wing position. It could be possible that Yanni Kwokinen falls out of the top six rotation and uh, Pavel Zaka remains there, but that, that hasn't been confirmed or denied. But like I said, saw this article and I think it's just interesting to talk about and just see what you know uh, these three guys were doing for the prospect camp. So we'll talk about that article in a second, but first I have to give you guys the first live read this morning and it comes from DirecTV. So does this sound familiar? You've got one device that lets you catch the game live, another that lets you stream your favorite shows, you're watching sports highlights on your phone, and you've got your neighbor's best friend's login for the good stuff. Well, I want to tell you a simple way to get all that entertainment you love without the hassle, and a great way to finally get your TV together. It's called Direct TV Stream, and it brings you live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before, so you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes and no need to buy another device ever again. And the best part, there's no annual contract, so get rid of that clutter, and the 
confusion and get your TV together with DirecTV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package. And now the second live read comes from Built Bar. So Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. And did you know they have so many delicious flavors? There's something for everyone. When you talk to a Built Bar fan, they're definitely passionate about their faves. If you don't know the Built Bar flavors, well, you're missing out. They have coconut, cherry barcia, raspberry, mint brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel, strawberry, orange, cookies and cream, German chocolate. You know what my favorite flavor is? Uh, recently, I tried the raspberry, and I really like it. So if you haven't tried all the flavors, you can get a mix box. We'll get two of each of the nine flavors. Not only are Built Bars the best-tasting protein bars ever, but they're super healthy as well. Check out these stats. 17 to 18 grams of protein, calories ranging from 130 to 180, only 4 to 5 grams of sugar, and only 4 to 5 grams of net carbs. Amazing flavors, all tasty, all healthy. So order today and get that grasshopper cookie or raspberry or whatever you like. Built Bar was also the official protein bar of the U.S. track and field team. Go Team USA. The offer is go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off your order. Again, use the promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. Okay, so let's uh, digest this article. So uh, according to Pucks and Pitchforks, Devils fans are very, very excited about the future after watching the team take on the Boston Bruins in the Prospects Challenge. Well, you know, uh, I, I would have to agree with that because we're a very young team, despite, you know, getting people like Thomas Tatar, Jonathan Bernier, Dougie Hamilton, despite, you know, getting players like of those caliber to join our roster, we're still a fairly young team. And just to add a little bit of a side note, it's one of the reasons why I was a fan of signing Mark Jankowski to that PTO deal to give him a chance to see if he can fit with our roster and our system. It's just because he's 27 years of age, so if he was hypothetically able to make the roster he'd be one of the oldest players on our roster surprisingly so you know just having as many uh, older guys and these uh, young kids as you can can never really hurt because you know you need to whip them into shape and you need to lead them forward so uh, when we're looking at the New Jersey Devils, I just think that, you know, the future is very exciting. And the fact that we were able to get big name free agents and just, you know, find those diamonds in the rough. I, I believe our team is finally coming together. And I think we finally have some sort of sense of direction. And a lot of that goes to Lindy Ruff. A lot of that goes to Tom Fitzgerald just uh, taking the organization by the reins and just saying this is the direction we're going to go in and at the same time they're not messing up our future either because usually when you go all in to try to contend or when you're trying to compete for a playoff spot or just trying to stay relevant usually you give up your future to get that big name player but the fact that the New Jersey Devils we have Alexander Holtz, Dawson Mercer, and Nolan Foote all three of those guys to look forward to to the future I just feel as though, you know, what they're doing in Prospects Challenge and the fact that they were able to uh, combine for seven points in a four to three victory, um, you know, th th that's just amazing. And by far, they were the best line out there. So the fact that they're working together to just, you know, rack up those points already, I'm excited to see what all three of those guys can do for the Utica comments. And, um, you know, I, I think the player that we're looking at the most is Alexander Holtz. I think that's uh, the player the New Jersey Devils have their eyes on. However, if I was the GM, I would, you know, give the first NHL chance to uh, Nolan Foote because, like I mentioned, he just has uh, more NHL experience than Dawson Mercer and Alexander Holtz, albeit it's not that much. But still, at the same time, he's just been there before. So uh, I I'm going to get back to uh, the main question of this article. Should we, um, you know, bring up all three of those guys? And from a hypothetical standpoint, how would they stack up? So this is a very interesting question because uh, we already kind of have a, you know, 
dominant uh, young line, and that's uh, the line that consists of Jack Hughes, Yanni Kwokinen, and also Igor Sharangovich. So, you know, do we really want to add another, I guess, kid 2.0 line? I don't know, but it, it does raise up an interesting point. But the, the thing is, is that uh, for that hypothetical scenario, who would be out of the lineup? So let's just uh, look at, you know, players that are pretty much guaranteed to get a roster spot. So guys who will play all 82 games if they're capable of, they'll only be healthy scratches if they're not like 100% healthy. These are guys that, you know, you can basically guarantee that they're going to be playing barring anything catastrophic. So Jack Hughes is certainly one. Nico Heizer is one. Igor Sharangovich is one. Pavel Zaka, uh, Jesper Brat, Thomas Tatar. I-, I know a lot of people might not agree with that, but it- it's just why. Why the New Jersey Devils brought him on board. There's no way that Thomas Tartar is going to get the same treatment like he did from the Montreal Canadiens. Just no way is going to happen. It, it, that's not the direction of the New Jersey Devils uh, foresee him in. And then Mikey McLeod and uh, Miles Wood. So I think the only controversial one would probably be Mikey McLeod because a lot of people are just like, you know, I don't think he's really earned to have that, you know, guaranteed lock. But at the same time, I do have to respect his game because uh, he was on one of the most consistent lines last season. And, you know, if Nathan Bastion were were still here, then I would give it to Nathan Bastion as well. So always keep in mind that the line with Miles Wood was the most consistent line uh, last season. And at most, they were playing like, you know, big minutes compared to uh, the first and the second line. So sometimes they were like, our, our main go-to guys for a lot of games. So just just put that into perspective. So, um, you know, Yanni Kwokinen, I think, um, you know, the article says this as well, that you pretty much have to guarantee it. But at the same time, we, we are all aware that Yanni Kwokinen, uh, maybe he just was better because he was with Jack Hughes and also Igor Sharangovich. Because, you know, compared to Igor Sharangovich or someone like Ty Smith, Yanni Kwokinen was kind of uh, behind. But, you know what, when you have so many young young guys there's always going to be an odd man out so I'm not going to slander on Yanni Kwokinen and then uh you know it, it leaves uh a few open spots so we we talked about that fourth line and I think that's going to be key so uh Jesper Boquist uh, I, I feel as though Jesper Boquist just needs to go he'll hinder our development he'll hinder our growth I just don't see a future with him and I think uh Jesper Boquist can you know uh, you know, be a healthy scratch, sent down to the taxi squad. Uh, you know, if, if he wants or if he's capable of doing so, I'd send him down to the Utica Comets. Like, honestly, I just don't think he contributes much to our roster. So do do whatever it takes to get rid of him, in my opinion. And then you got Andreas Janssen, and Janssen is going to be a question mark. So uh, I talked about this with uh, Mikey of Locked On um, uh, Leafs, and he said the reason Andreas Janssen was able to put up, you know, respectable numbers a couple years ago was just because of the people he was surrounded with. So let's just say hypothetically Andreas Janssen would be a healthy scratch. And then we put in Dawson Mercer, we put in Nolan Foote, and then we put in Alexander Holt. So Mercer would play the center and then Holtz and Foote would play the winger positions. And there you go. There's your fourth line. But keep in mind, the fourth line usually plays the least amount of minutes for an average hockey team. They're just there to eat away minutes um, and give the starters a rest. So I just confirmed Boquist is still waivers exempt, so he can be sent down to the NHL uh, with no repercussions. So personally, if I'm the New Jersey Devils, if there's a situation in which you get another player and you want to give maybe these guys a chance, then send Jesper Boquist down to the AHL program and then, you know, make Andreas Janssen a healthy
healthy scratch. So basically, uh, the article says, would this hypothetically happen? Is this probable? Will Lindy Ruff do something like this? So a lot of these questions are very compelling and very interesting to uh, basically look at. And we're going to talk about it in a second. But first, I have to give you guys the third and final live read this morning. And it comes from Bet Online. So we're back and better than ever. All eyes are on the gridiron as teams are back on to start another football season. As always, Bet Online is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. With a new updated site and interface, even more odds, props, and contests, betonline.ag continues to be the number one source for everything football. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 100% welcome bonus. That's double your initial deposit just for signing up. Don't forget to use the promo code NFL100 from football, basketball, boxing, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. BetOnline, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Remember to use the promo code LOCKEDON and visit our friends at LOCKEDONBETS as well. So Lindy Ruff is kind of an interesting coach because, you know, he's shown a favoritism towards the young guys. It's one of the reasons why we had so many of our young guys just uh, put up surprising production from Sharon Govich to Ty Smith um, and also Quokinen to an extent because, remember, Quokinen was, you know, just basically a guy who would be, you know, sent down to the taxi squad and then uh, one time he had a big game in which he put up three assists in one of our uh, games back from our COVID hiatus and he basically solidified his position on the roster and then he became one of our top six players so anything is possible so when we're looking at um, you know the probability of this happening it could happen but under the right circumstance so training camp is about to begin so we, we saw what uh, the three young guys were able to do in the prospect camp like I mentioned uh, many times at the beginning of the episode they put up seven points together as a unit against uh, the Boston Bruins uh, prospects. So that's really exciting to see because, you know, it's nice to see how they're uh, faring against other competitions around the league, uh, players that they potentially might have to face if uh, the Boston Bruins decide to bring up some of their players to their roster, whatever the case might be. So the fact that we're seeing them just, uh, you know, dominate other prospects is, you know, really cool to see and despite them frustrating me uh in their first game against the buffalo sabers you know I, I, like i said we got to take these games with a grain of salt but at the same time they're still interesting to look at so lindy ruff is kind of an interesting coach and like i mentioned it's just like uh you know he, he shows that favoritism to the young guys and i feel as though like him giving a chance to these three guys is not out of the realm of possibility uh, but it, like I said, you know, it just depends on who we're facing, what the situation is. Will this happen at the beginning of the season? No, because uh, you want more, I guess, established players. And you, even if it's just by a few games. So like I mentioned, I think Nolan Foote uh, has the best chance of making the NHL roster right away out of training camp just because he has NHL experience from last year. If he surprises a few people in training camp, 
then he's definitely going to get that uh, roster spot and he's going to be playing on the fourth line, maybe. But remember, the New Jersey Devils were not done adding players because we also signed like uh, three or four players to PTO deals. So we got to see how those players, uh, you know, hold their weight and we, we just got to see what happens. But it's not, like I said, it's not out of the realm of possibility, but it just depends where, where we're at as an organization. So I'd say it has to happen early in the season against a very mediocre or very uh, lousy team because they're going to make mistakes. They're rookies. We saw the New Jersey Devils make a lot of mistakes in the beginning of the year uh, this past season. They were, you know, coughing up the puck a lot. They were turning it over. Uh, you know, uh, teams were were dominating us uh, in takeaways. So we, we were able to um, clear it up towards the end of the year and our giveaway, uh, you know, numbers were starting to go down a little bit. So, uh, you know, when we're looking at it from that perspective, young guys are going to make mistakes. It's just going to happen. Uh, that That's how they learn. That's how they grow. That's how they develop. The The only issue was just, was just that we didn't have practice last season. So it was kind of hard for the young guys to really uh, see what they were doing wrong because there was no film room sessions and uh, morning skate. That's not a practice. So uh, if, if these guys are ever invited to a New Jersey Devils practice and, you know, they're doing well in the practice or uh, things of that nature and we're playing against a lousy team like maybe the Sabres or uh, maybe the Ottawa Senators whatever the case might be if we're playing against a very poor young inexperienced team like that then by all means bring all three of those guys up you know uh move Boquist down to the taxi squad or send him down to the AHL program, uh, let him play for the Utica comments, whatever the case might be, make Andreas Janssen a healthy scratch and, you know, let Alexander Holt and Dawson Mercer do their thing and just see how they, you know, stack up because we do need to give them some NHL reps this season. It, it, like we're trying to develop our future, but at the same time, we're trying to compete, but uh, you know, we're not, you know, Stanley cup com- contenders yet. We're, we're, we're just wild card contenders for the time being, if that's even a thing. So, um, yeah, I, I really do want to see all three of these guys play together, but it just has to be under the right circumstance. So, um, you know, when we're looking at maybe Dawson Mercer, I just told you what he did this past season. And, you know, it's amazing. And Alexander Holtz, I said that he joined uh, the Binghamton Devils late in the year last season and he was able to, uh, you know, hold his ground pretty decently. And he's a sniper. And that's what we're looking for. We're just looking for young snipers. But at the same time, you know, yeah, I, these guys do deserve a chance because uh, remember last season during training camp, Igor Sharangovich surprised a lot of people. And look what happened. He was the reason why we got our first win of the year. And then uh, Yanni Kwokinen, he was given a chance when I think we were down with, I think, a couple of players who were still in COVID protocol. And he showed why he was a top six player. And then Ty Smith became all-rookie team, and no one really anticipated for Ty Smith to be all that good, despite him being drafted relatively high in his respective draft class. So, uh, you know, Alexander Holtz was the seventh overall pick in last year's draft. Dawson Mercer was also a top-20 pick. And then, you know, Nolan Foote, the son of Adam Foote, has big shoes to fill. So I, I really want to see all three of these guys play together at the NHL level. But at the same time, you know, maybe we should see what all three of them do for the Utica Commons. So 
Uh, if I just had to bet my money, I'd say um, so, someone like Foot is going to make the roster. But if he doesn't, I wouldn't be surprised either because I don't know what's going to happen during training camp. I don't know which players are going to surprise uh, who. I don't know who's going to be a disappointment, whatever the case might be. But, you know, if, if we're looking at it from uh, that overall perspective, it's just like, let's see what they do for the Utica comments. If they're still doing what they're doing, if they have great chemistry, if they're putting up a high amount of points, if, you know, they're giving the comments a lot of wins, then yes, let's see what they do at the NHL level. It won't be the same, but why not? Because they'll be on the fourth line. And you, like I said, the fourth line is usually uh, the least uh, skilled players. They're just there to eat away uh, minutes and give the starters a rest. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm very interested to see, but at the same time, I don't think it's a priority. But uh, I think Lindy Ruff is could certainly do it, and I think it's a possibility. So, yeah, let me know what you guys think on Locked on Devils. So, uh, to my final verdict, and you've probably heard me say this before, uh, under the right circumstance, I'm not against it. Lindy Ruff could possibly do it since he favors the young guys, which is why some of our young guys did so well last season. And if we're playing a lousy team and we're actually doing fairly well, then I don't see no harm, no foul, quite honestly. So, yeah, let me know what you guys think on Locked On uh, Devils Twitter page. That's all the time I have for you guys today. Continue to stay safe and have a wonderful day, New Jersey. Go Devils, and I will catch you guys in the next episode. Thanks for listening. Remember, we're back to five episodes a week, so two more episodes this week. All right, see you guys tomorrow.